Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition, where we just started our boy, Daniel, our sweet yeah. baby boy genius, Daniel. But not just Daniel, there's also three other baby geniuses in this book. There are. There yeah, are. what were their names again, <laughs> Emily? So, okay, listen, <laughs> I looked at my mother during the actual episode sent me this Wikipedia article on these boys. Ooh, uh uh-huh. And they have some IPA, and it is helpful. Oh, that's fun. Yes. It is helpful in terms of trying to figure out how to pronounce their names. So, okay. Sadrach? Sadrach. This is S-A... D-R-A-K in that's how they're like putting it in IPA. But I think Shadrach, Misak, and Abednago. That's how I'm reading it in the IPA. Does the IPA clarify which uh, syllable to emphasize in that last one? Well, definitely not the, yeah, the Nago, like the the E is upside down, which insinuates an uh sound. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean... So, Abed, the eh, eh, Abed, Abed, Nago, Abed, Nago. Not the upside down E was like an uh sound. That's what I'm reading this as. Abed, Nago, or Nago. Not it was like an uh sound also. Abed, Nago. Nago, like uh. Nago? Nagos, yeah. Like some nuggos. Nuggo? Abed Nago. Abed Abed. Nago. Maybe. Does it but do, what what syllable gets the stress? The E and the A. Abed Nago. Abed Nago. Abed I guess. Nago. That's Abed Nago. Abed Nago. He's Italian. Okay. <laughs> Abed Nago. I may be reading this wrong. It's been a long time since I've taken an IPA class, but that's how I'm reading it. Interesting. So I should like post it in our fans and fellowship Facebook group and then the Discord yeah. and see what people uh, think. Yeah, that's good. We that's can good. all collaborate on yes. how to say it. <laughs> this is easier than seeing all of the letters together, which made no sense to me. It's much easier to see the IPA, for sure. Mm. But these three boys, there is a lot about them and there. I, I want to point out that according to this Wikipedia article, chapter three is the only chapter that doesn't include Daniel in it. Mm. Oh. Which is kind of fun. It's it's only about these boys. Yeah. And that according to this, that fourth person who was the angel or whatever you want to call it, they say is the son of God. But, you know, well, of course they do. Well, well yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like the fourth, like a son of God. Okay. Yeah, whatever. There's also <laughs> this really cool painting from 1266 that I want to post that is the three boys in the furnace with like an angel behind them making sure that they're good to go. That's fun. Yeah. Fun. It's really (laughs) fun. They're good to go. Yeah. (laughs) That they're good to go, that they're not going to. Yeah, that nothing's going to happen. So we were trying to figure out some good casting for these boys. Yes. These specific boys for Daniel and then also for Nebuchadnezzar. So... I was thinking boy band. Oh. So what's a boy band with three boys? My initial thoughts were Hanson, but if they're not available, the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Those are both really Does Green Day count as a boy band? Does what? Does Green Day count as a boy band? Probably not. Oh, I suppose we could do that as well if we want to go like more. They're not a. They're not really a boy band. There's three of them. There are three of them. And they're too old now. These have to be young little boys. These okay, other boys sure. are not that young, but, you know. Well, that's we, true. Yeah. 
Not anymore, but I was thinking that they would be more in the realm. I think the Jonas Brothers actually are the youngest of the three different options. Green Day, Hanson, or the Jonas Brothers. I think the Jonas Brothers would be good. Yeah. yeah. I thought there was a group that only had three, but maybe it was four. Wasn't like O-Town? O-Town had four, but then Ashley so left. Okay. I looked this up. Ashley left. Well, who do you, yeah, who do you think would be the best? I kind of like the Jonas Brothers because they're the youngest, but I don't yeah. hate the other options. Hanson is iconic. Well, okay, all right. I'm into the Jonas Brothers. As you got to bring in that Disney crowd, you know? Yeah, yeah. Think, you're right. You're right. Okay. I think, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Okay, all right. So, but what about our boy Daniel and our boy, the king, the king of Nebuchadnezzar? Yes. Speaking of the Disney crowd, have we cast Tom Holland? Probably. Let me, let me check. Yeah, we cast Tom Holland as Jeremiah's scribe. Dang. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's fun. Because <laughs> he That's would have fun. been a good Daniel. But also, my my second choice was Jacob Elderoy, Eldery, which is um, E-L-O-R-D-I. Lord, Jacob Yes. Who's, who is this? So he is one of the leads in Euphoria. He's a, a big hot thing right now. You you all may not have watched Euphoria, but... No, I did not watch. He's an attractive boy. He's pretty young. He's a young and attractive boy. And, and what draws him to the role of Daniel? Well, he's very cunning in the show. We haven't actually mm. seen very much of Daniel in this, but I feel like he's a big enough person that he could take on a lion. That was kind okay. of what I thought all of right. this casting. I'll trust you well, on that one. Okay, I mean... Huh. I don't know about this. I've always pictured Daniel as more of a as very small a slender boy. Hmm. Yeah, more of a wafy, more of a of a you know a beautiful little ruddy boy. Yeah. Well, who's like, the... like David was. That's true. I mean, like a heart playing kind of boy rather than a fight a lion kind of boy. I think this Jacob Lordy boy could could play yeah? okay. a little wispy, ruddy. Harpy boy. He's a he's a fairly <laughs> big boy, but mm. we could have different people in it. Gosh, there's a yeah, there's other Euphoria actors that are good, like Algie Smith, who plays McKay in Euphoria. Oh, yeah. He's only five five. Okay, and he was born Ooh. in 1994, so he's right. he's a young boy. Okay, a tiny well, let me boy. Well, let me look up this boy. Yeah. Tiny special boy. He's an adorable boy. He's a very good looking boy. He does have more of the the kind of stature I was picturing. That's true. You know, a little more yeah. slender and dainty, but like he could see your dreams before you yeah. even oh, tell for him. Sure. You know? And he could also deal with a lion. Oh, for sure. I think that yeah. he could deal with it. Great. Now, okay. My, <laughs> I definitely, we can have a different casting choice here, but my idea for Nebuchadnezzar was the guy who plays Argus Filch slash <laughs> the guy who kills everyone in, in Game of Thrones. His oh. name is David Bradley. Oh, so wow. So like a real, okay. a real greasy... Real character yeah. actor. Slimy greasy. boy, real know, character actor. Yeah. Interesting. That's where my head went. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's have we... Fun. Real grizzled boy. Have we cast David Thules in anything? Who plays... David Thules? Who plays... Uh, yeah, I... He's looping in those movies, but... Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. David Thewlis gives me kind of more kingly vibes. That's true. Definitely. Right He's excellent in so many things. He was just in Sandman, uh-huh. and he was great in Sandman. This, Keep in mind, this is one 
going to be a pretty big character because he shows up in a lot of different books. True. And then also that he's like a conqueror king. You know, so he's yeah. got to be someone that you can believe is like powerful and taken over. Maybe this guy. This guy looks like he could play like Richard the Third, David Thewlis. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I could see him being a Shakespearean king. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I like that, and we'll yeah, we'll really play up the sort of Shakespeareanness of him. Yeah. Have we had like? I think that'd be fun. Who's the quintessential method actor? Daniel Day Lewis. Have we had him in anything? Let's I thought we see. did. I think we did. Let me check. Okay. Uh, no, we no, haven't. We have not. Daniel Day Lewis could another be good option. Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. Yeah, he's another option. Actually, just being dramatic as all hell. I mean, unless we, I don't know if we want him for like Judas or something. You know, I don't want to like take him away too quickly, but. Oh, we have so many people on the list. It's okay. 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 We have so okay. many good options. Oh, so many yeah. people. Okay. Yeah, boy, that's a lot of good choices out there. A lot of good people to choose from, you know? I mean, and what's so great about this project is just how many actors keep coming to us being How many actors there are. Yeah, we're really spoiled for choice. Is there a role for me? I want to be in DBS Plus (laughs) so bad, you know? I know, it's true. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, those are our options. Okay, well, I'm going to write, I think we could bring in Daniel Day-Lewis for good old Nebby. King Nebby. We're going to really yeah. make Daniel Day-Lewis do a read. Yes. Yes. Okay. Everyone wow. does a read at DBS. Wow. No exceptions. Wow. Goodness. Look, at this point, like we used to just offer roles to people, but we're a big enough deal now that people are wanting, okay. people, like, gotta fight people for are it. begging us for parts, gotta right? Gotta fight for so. it. God, who's going to be Jesus? I mean, really. It's all right. We'll 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 cross that bridge when we get it's to fine. it. It's fine. We're not there yet. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there we go. All righty. Wow. Okay, so I wanted to tell you a little bit about some musical instruments. Ooh. So, yeah. Okay, this actually turned out to be more interesting than I expected it to be when I started researching this. Because I originally started by looking into some of the names that we saw in our translations, right? So, like, if I look at the King James Bible, for example, you hear the sound of the cornet. so like a trumpet kind of thing, right? Flute. We all know those. Harp, sure. Sackbutt, which is an old-timey trombone. Trombone, okay. A psaltery, which is um, like a another stringed mm. instrument kind of a situation, um, like a, a particular type of a harp kind of a thing. I'm like, how do I describe it? What's weird about it is that it's basically very similar to a dulcimer, Okay. But then a dulcimer was also listed in that list from the King James Bible. So that's that was a little I bit see. weird. Yeah, I would call it I'd call a psaltery looking at the Google image results, call it like um like a mandolin, but as a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. That's like a okay. good prompt to put into some kind of AI image generation software. Yeah. It's, and that and this is and this is what all the images amazing. that have popped out. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's the kind of the defining trait of those is that so like you know when you think of a harp, there's like a frame with strings across it, but it's just empty on either side. And then we have other instruments where you have strings all strung across like a harp, but there's a wooden resonating body on one side of it. So it would kind of like lay down on its side and then you would either pluck or strum or even hammer 
the strings. Hammer. To get them to make a sound. Goodness. Yeah, so like a dulcimer, one mm-hmm. of the ways of playing a dulcimer is to hit it with little hammers. You know, like little lightweight little hammers. And so that gives that sort of like bing, 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 bing kind of sound when you're playing it. Bing, bing. Yeah, exactly. Versus, you know, strumming or plucking, which is a little more of a twang, twang, twang kind of a sound or okay. a bing kind of a sound. You know, okay. you get it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's, but that's the, the kind of category that it seems like the psaltery and the dulcimer and the zither, which is in other translations, all kind of fall into that same category of like there's a wooden zither. sounding body with a hole in it usually, and then the strings are kind of mounted to either side and go across it. And then you pluck them and strum them and stuff like that to make sounds. Alrighty. But here was the part that got interesting. Is I was like, but but what really were they? Because when I looked up a sackbut, for example, it was like, yeah, this is an instrument that was like started being played in like the 1500s. Like, okay, huh, that's well, that's late. not right then. That's a lot later. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, not. hold on. Although, but but we, it seems like different translators have done some localization of exactly. the choice of instruments, right? Some okay. temporal localization. They tried wow. to make it current. <laughs> wow. So in trying to like research what these instruments actually are, found out one thing is that even when this was first written down, it was believed this was probably written down around 500 years after it happened. Oh. So there was already maybe some localization, some temporal localization of what instruments these might have been that then over the years, people have tried more and more to translate them. And I found actually a fun, I think it might have been like someone's dissertation or something like this, but a paper where someone was looking specifically at these musical instruments and trying to figure out what they were. And so in the Hebrew the, the names they found of these, and I, I'm not going to pronounce these right, but is the Karna, the Mashrakita, the Katros, the Sabecha, and the Psanterin, and the Symponia. Oh, I love all those. My favorite That's instruments. Lovely. Super great. Yeah. But so, so here's, here was the interesting part. So the Karna is a horn. Easy. Some kind of horn, right? So like mm-hmm. cornet, tr- bugle maybe a shofar, some kind of a horn. We don't know what kind. If it's straight, curved, whatever. We don't know. But some kind of horn. Okay. okay. The mashrakita is an onomatopoeia of the sound of to hiss or to whistle. And so they're like, we don't know quite what this is, but we think it's probably like a pan pipe. Oh. It's probably a little whistly. And so that's probably gets translated as flute to be that kind of whistly sound, right? So that's the like... Hoo, 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 hoo. Or, or a collection of owls, as Jace is interpreting it. <laughs> oh, God. Now, one of my favorites is the katros, which is a word that has meant a lot of different things over the years. Everything from a drum to a hurdy-gurdy to a bagpipe <laughs> or even a type of clavichord. hurdy and a clavichord, which is another sort of strummed strings across a resonating body kind of a thing. But according to this person's paper, at this time, it was probably a bagpipe. Whoa. Which is so cool. A Babylonian bagpipe. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I wonder if it's like the same type of thing, the same type of bagpipe that it is now. Well, 
Unlikely. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine the defining trait that makes it a bagpipe is that the air is blown through it through, through a, an animal skin a bag that gets inflated rather than directly being blown. Bag, and there are pipes. But in terms of like a modern day bagpipe, we think of has like the drone pipe as well as you know the the one playing the notes, and so yeah. maybe. You know, who knows if this was the same, but could have been simpler, perhaps just a pipe Probably on a bag. Simpler, yeah. 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 And then there was the sambeca or sambeca, which is some kind of harp. Specifically, that word is for a type of curved harp that's found even in modern day Ethiopia and Uganda, but hmm. there's no evidence that it existed in this part of the world at this time. So it's probably some other kind of harp that then later they use that word for it. Wow. So, so far we've got a horn, maybe a pan pipe, a bagpipe, pan pipe. some kind of harp. <laughs> oh, the one important part about this harp is that it's specifically the Greeks associated this type of harp with prostitutes and adulterers. Oh, Good. So it's no. like a smutty harp. It's a smutty <laughs> harp. Dang. Imagine the sluttiest harp you can possibly dream of and what that would sound <laughs> yeah. like. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, maybe, it's, maybe it's very funk. It's like... Oh, that's fun. I like that. That's, that's what it sounds like. That's good. Fun times. Uh, and then there was the psanterin, which is a plucked stringed instrument. So maybe also like a dulcimer zither type thing. So we've got like a harp kind, and then we also have this plucked stringed thing. Okay. And then the last one, which in one of the translations we read called it a symphonia. And I was like, what? What is that? What's that? Well, what it turns out is that a symphonia is a stringed instrument or, or possibly um, a drum or a hurdy-gurdy. And actually that earlier when we talked about this, the bagpipe, that word also is used to as symphonia. So who in, the hell knows? Like, in later Greek. But this word is symphonia, which is a different word, which there doesn't seem to be any evidence that this is actually an instrument at all. And it may actually just be a term for harmonies generally huh. or a musical group or any number of other things. So basically, the takeaway from this quick little dissertation that I read was just sort of like that the instruments are weird, that they're very like cultish, pagan. You know, these are not holy instruments. These are dirty. Sexy. Dirty, naughty instruments, you know, uh, and that they're weird. And that's kind of the takeaway. Wow. That I got from yeah. My goodness. That was so fascinating. I love imagining that, though. I wonder what it all sounded like. Very dirty, yeah. I'm sure. It just sounded filthy. Fun times. Mm -hmm. All right. Filthy. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's bring it home with some Veggie Tales. Okay. You know it. Oh, uh, yeah. Love it. So I just, I do have to, um, I've picked out a couple clips. I have to set the scene a little bit. So Veggie Tales did not do a direct one-to-one -one of they're in Babylon and they've been captured and they're becoming. The king's smart boys, they've changed it to be a little bit more of an allegory where Nebuchadnezzar is actually sense. the executive of a chocolate company. Cool. And oh. yes, and it all chocolate. takes place at a chocolate company. King. He's a chocolate king. He's a chocolate king. Now He's a Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, just this one scene that we're going to watch here, basically what's happened is their proxy for the whole we're going to be vegetarian and you're going to eat meat and then we're going to see who looks hotter at the end of 10 days. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. That's like cannibalism. Well, okay. So that's what I'm saying. They're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> what they're right. doing is Nebuchadnezzar has told all the workers in his factory that they're allowed to eat as much chocolate as they want. 
Got it. And ah. Rakshak and Benny know mm, that's not going to be good for us, so we're going to not. So that's just what's happened. And they've noticed that all the other workers are sick. Oh. Except for these three. Mm, okay. Everybody else is lying down, but you three are standing up. Actually, boss, I think the tomato is sitting. I'm standing. Sitting. Look, this is sitting, and this is standing. I'm standing. Okay, he's standing. What are your names, boys? I'm Shadrach. I'm Meshach. He can't say his name either. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm Benny. We can use boys who know how to stand up here at Neza Chocolate. How would you like to be junior executives? What's it mean? It means you have to wear a tie. Sure, that'd be great. All righty, Mr. Lunt, get them their ties. <laughs> it's all about wearing a tie. <laughs> but I did appreciate that even they, yeah. you know, lambast the fact that Abednego is a very difficult name to say. So you're not alone. I appreciate it as well, <laughs> Emily. Thank you. And I'm a bumblebee. <laughs> I'm a bumblebee, right? A beady boo. So this next clip is a little bit longer. And let me just say from scrubbing through, like skimming through watching this again, so many of these songs were still in my head. Wow. And I have oh, to wow. say, bangers also. Like this was the thing about VeggieTales is <laughs> in a wasteland of Christian content and especially a wasteland of Christian content for children, yeah. they were like Disney quality oh, yeah. by comparison. There you go. Right? That's so awesome. Good. So good by comparison. So, so I actually think they're pretty good. So this next one is where he's kind of pitching them on the whole statue plan. Okay, great. Boys, have I got a surprise for you. The other day, I was thinking about the Neza chocolate bunny, thinking about how wonderful the bunny is, how beautiful the bunny is, and I thought to myself, I thought, oh, if only all my workers love the bunny as much as I do. I These are myself, chocolate bunnies, of course. Why don't they Gotta, love it as much? Yes. Do you know why? Because it's small. It's a little bunny. What they need is a bunny they can look up to. And I mean way up to. Um, this is just a model. The real bunny is 90 whoa. feet high. Mm -hmm. My workers finished it this morning. Wow, that's a big bunny, Aww, sir. Oh, what a cutie. Mm -hmm. Since you're my junior executives, I wanted you to see it first. But this afternoon, everyone will meet the new bunny. And it's gonna be a beautiful thing when everybody bows down and sings the bunny song. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm familiar with that particular tune. Could you just hum a few bars? You know, I was hoping you'd ask. Oh, yeah. The bunny song is how all my employees will show just how much they love the bunny. How nothing is more important than the bunny. How they do anything for the bunny. And it goes something like this. The bunny, the bunny, whoa, I love the bunny. I don't love my soup or my bread, just the oh bunny. My. The bunny, <laughs> the bunny, yeah, I love the bunny. I gave everything that I had for the bunny. I don't want no oh. health food when yeah. it's time to feed. It's getting all psychedelic in the video, too. I know, and it's funny because... They were doing vegetables in the book, in the story, but now they're doing right. chocolate instead, which is not health food. 
Um, yeah. So, wow. so by the way, this song is a total banger. Um, would highly recommend go pe- people go and you know YouTube the, the bunny, bunny song from VeggieTales. Amazing. But bunny. yeah. So so then the rest of the story kind of plays out the same way, where basically because they don't bow down and sing the bunny song, they get thrown into the furnace. But it's okay, and and it's about peer pressure, right? And also God. So this is mm. separate from like any Daniel story. It's like a whole different episode of VeggieTales. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm realizing maybe there isn't a Daniel story uh, with VeggieTales. Wow. Um, huh. Because, yeah, maybe yeah, it's I, just I think this. Rackshack and Benny were bigger deals than Daniel. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, nope, nope, there is maybe a VeggieTales about the lions. Oh, good. Well, okay. we'll so we have more veggie tales to look forward to. Oh, lions. Right. Spoilers. Yes. Whoa. There may or I'm may excited. not be one or more lions. <laughs> okay. I'm, I am excited for the multiple lions, potentially. Wow. Well, that was fun. We. This is a really fun book. I, I really enjoy it so far because... Again, it's not all about God. It's like, yeah, God's going to save you from burning up in the fire because you're his chosen boy, but it's not God changing and altering and angering and killing people in the <laughs> same way that he often is. Oh, yeah. It's it's God being a stand-up yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's protecting. So that's cool. Yeah, that's always nice. I appreciate that when God does a good thing. So, yay. <laughs> We're looking forward to next week. How many of these Daniels do we have? Is it three episodes? Four total. Four. So three more wow. after this. Okay. Here we go. Well, we hope that you'll join us on more journeys of Daniel. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get to see a lion next week. And if not, I'm sure it'll still be fun. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs>